Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Rob, let's get right into it. Lakers last night, arguably their best win of the year. Yeah, to come back against Utah. Yeah, I mean, they were team. they were uh, uh, underdogs in that game, Chris, uh, by a number well, of points. And at they halftime, back. Rob, I was because you know I got to get up early and do the TV show first things first. So at halftime, I'm thinking, okay, if it's a blowout at the end of three, I'm not. I'm just gonna go to bed. You know. Um, I don't need to see the rest. And then they started coming back. And LeBron, I thought I thought that was old school LeBron. Like, we've talked about it, Rob, how his numbers, his numbers are as great as ever. But he's not having the same impact. But last night, he dominated the game, at least down the stretch. The fourth quarter had that impact. And I thought it was one of the best performances of the year by any player because he just controlled the game. But... Even as great as LeBron was, Rob, that's not the story. The story of last night was that yet again, Anthony Davis gets hurt. He just got back from a knee injury. And now after, I don't know, seven games back or whatever it is, he's hurt again. And Rob, when I heard that the x-rays on his ankle were negative, I was shocked. I was pleasantly shocked. I mean, you don't want the guy to be seriously hurt, anybody. But the way he went down, I could. I watched it once, and that was all I could take when I watched his ankle injury. And the way he was writhing in pain, I mean, you. it looked like that it maybe broke the lower portion of his leg. Right. And so to hear that it's just a sprain, it'll be reevaluated in a couple of weeks. I mean, I think it'll be out probably a month or so. Yeah, they said but, minimum you know, two weeks, Chris, but it right. could be, like you said, yeah. a month. I mean, think about it. LeBron's been out a long time with an ankle. Not now, but, you know, in the past with ankle injuries. You think AD's really coming back in two weeks? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't see it. Uh, uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, the history says no. Right, right. So that's the lead story, Rob, and – I mean, I guess at this point, you just got to wonder, will the Lakers ever be healthy? Look, they won without AD last night. Their record is not great with AD. But you're fooling yourself if you think that they can do anything of note in the playoffs without Anthony Davis. Yeah. Even at a subpar Anthony Davis, you know? Anthony Davis has to be a part of the equation. Otherwise... You're you're not going to figure it out, Chris, okay? It's just not going to happen. You're not going to win consistently to make any kind of playoff push, playoff move, or anything going on. Right. But the bigger question and the bigger thing to me is if I'm the Lakers now, it's pretty obvious. If I can get this guy healthy, Chris, have him playing some good basketball, I would let it be known to other executives and teams that he's available. That, that I would be willing to, to step off of Anthony Davis and move forward with somebody else because 
Uh, at some point, LeBron's not going to be here. He's a, he was right. supposed to be the heir apparent of the franchise. You can't count on him, Chris. Whether it's his fault or not, and it's not, he's not trying to get injured. Right. He's not trying not to play. This is what's happened. But you can't have an organization like this, and the only year he was able to stay healthy was when they were off, Chris, for four months during the pandemic, during the height right. of the pandemic. That's yep, when he I, came out and played well in the bubble and they won a championship. You, I don't disagree with you, Rob, on what you said. Like, if I'm the Lakers, I am open to trading Anthony Davis this summer. Here's the here's the issue, though. I, he's still good enough. Even though we know the last two years he hasn't been, even when he's been healthy, he hasn't been the player we expected him to be. And that he was even a few years ago when they won the championship. But even with that, Rob, he's a big, he's a defense, a very good defensive player, and he still gives me 23 to 25 points and 10 rebounds a night. And there's, I want a superstar back, or at the very least, two perennial stars. So I'm not just trading him for, you know, three or four good players. I didn't in say. Some I, I, I agree. No, I, I understand that point. I, I I'm with you. I mean, you got to get something for him, and that's why I'm saying, let him get healthy, let him start playing. You know what I mean? Where he's playing up to his potential. Not try to trade him tomorrow while he's injured. Right. Not that anybody would take him. But I'm saying, l- you know, let him play well, and then when when you think that he's when got his it back, he's high. Yeah, you know, he got his groove back, Chris. That's when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's traded. That, that's well, let, what I would let, Let's go through some names. Obviously, you, you're not getting Joel Embiid. You're not getting Giannis. Um, would you do him for Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, potentially, because there would be something else with that. Him, right? Carl there Anthony Towns. There was a time and? when Towns was right there with AD. Yeah, but I, 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 I would. He's not uh, as good. He doesn't. You, we we talk take about him. AD. Oh, I take him and something else, maybe. Something else, though. I need something else but to make me when feel he, good on that when, trade. Right. When he's been the number one guy, it hasn't been good. And I guess he's still the number one guy in They're Minnesota. They're playing better. Having a, but, yeah, you know. but, but I think as much as he is their best overall player and technically the number one guy, I think that young boy, Anthony Edwards, is a big reason Who why they're winning. got gypped out of the uh, rookie of the year rookie last year. year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got the dog in him. And I think even though Cat's better at this moment, I think he's really his personality, his aggressiveness, his, that's what's gotten them over the hump and at least winning to some degree. Rob, somebody who works in the league, works with a lot of players, we talked after the deadline, he said he would have done uh, Anthony Davis for Bam out of Bayou. I disagree. I don't. I, don't, I would I not do make him for that Bam. either. I'm, now I would do him for Bam and, and Jimmy Butler. Right, right. It's got to right? be. It's got to be yeah. of that ilk. Yes, I'm, I would I'm do with that. You. And and Pat Riley might like. Look, if Miami goes out in the second round this year, Pat Riley might do that. Right. AD is better than Jimmy Butler and Adebayo, and we know Riley likes stars. But it's and just, he, he might do that. I just my point is this, Rob. I'm with you on I'd be open to trading AD, but I I don't think there's a ton of moves out there that I would make for.
for no, it. You I, know, just because I got to get something back. I, I, I get it, but I'm saying I would be open for the conversation. Absolutely. A couple of years ago, Chris, after they won the uh, bubble championship, no, I'm good. Oh, no. Because we thought the next year – Anthony Davis was going to go to you know go out and play like the MVP of the league. I thought right. he's got a championship in his back pocket. He's he like all the pressures off. He's not going to be right. one of these great players who never won. It's done. Now I could just go out and play and stack some MVPs, uh, All Star appearances, put my numbers, build up my I'm, legacy. Right? Yes, build up my legacy from there. And who knows? You might have been able to squeeze another one or two with LeBron. And then you're off and rolling, Chris. You know, like, oh, yeah. that's where he should have been. That's where like, he should have been. You're right. Yes. I agree. Would you do him for Dame? No. I wouldn't either. I don't I think I'm giving up a big for a small who's great but can't defend. No, I Dame can't Dame wasn't that. having a good year this year either. Uh, you 100%. know, by his standards. By his standards. No. So, I, that would, um, I couldn't do that one. I, I yeah, it had to be more of a guy. package. I got to get a big or something with Dame. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God. Time now for the Odd Couple Celebrity Corner. We said it earlier, our next guest, and this is no overstatement, is one of the top actors in Hollywood. You've seen him in Mission Impossible, Undisputed, Baby Boy, Rosewood. We, we can go on and on. Dozens of great movies, and we've become good friends. And if you gave him some true serum, he would tell you that I've taught him a lot about sports, especially basketball. So we welcome in our next guest, Ving Rames. Ving, what is up, Ving, brother? How you doing? Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? No, things are, things are very good, man. Uh, first of all, my mother turned ninety-four years old. Wow! Been, Congratulations. Been health. What a blessing. A so I, I'm just very happy. My son got accepted into uh, Howard University on a basketball scholarship, mm, and my wow. daughter's at USC. So I'm a happy man. Wow, so, man. It, that is awesome. You are blessed. Are so yes. many good things for your family, a 94-year-old mom. That's yes. awesome, man. And then the scholarship to uh, – Howard, and, the Black Harvard, right? Is that what we call Howard, the Black Harvard? No? Yes. And um, we're doing Mission Impossible 8 in April. I just finished 7, you know, this. this that wasn't it over in Europe? Year. You were yes. doing 7 in Europe? Is that where yes. 8 is going to be too? 8 is going to be all over. Uh, I forgot where in Africa, but some of it is going to be wow. shot in Africa. Wow. Wow. That's great. Look, you got it going on. Only thing, yeah. only problem is your Lakers. That's it. Well, That's the only problem. Well, l- let me put it this way. And your Knicks. You're from New York. Yeah. so how, Right. But how long has LeBron been in L.A.? 
was it now four years? Four years. This is the fourth year, okay. right? Well, yep. if you could win a championship once every four years, is that pretty good? Yeah, but the only problem is you're going the other way now. Let's be let's be honest. Well, yeah, but he's 19 years in the league. Yes, everybody's going the other way. Jordan went the other way, and he wasn't 19 years in the league. Well, I will those say this. Those past two years, they won even 500. I don't even the, count those two years. Did he play for the Wizards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't 37 or 38, whatever LeBron is. Jordan wasn't that old. He, I think LeBron he got him in the longevity. There's no yes. doubt about that. But um, let me ask you, you mentioned, Ving, that your son – is going to Howard. Now, I know your son, Freedom, is very smart and a great basketball player. And he had a lot of Ivy League schools going after him as well. So why did he choose Howard? Well, this is what he said to me, and he said in front of the athletic director at Howard, the coach, and a couple other recruits. He said that that he was speaking to everybody, but, you know, he said, Dad, 98% 98% of my uh, elementary, middle school, high school, I've gone to schools that were 98% Caucasian. And he said that I want to be around people who look like me, mm. who are in positions mm. of power. Mm. Wow. And he decided the, day, the next day, he decided Howard. That's beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful and deep for a young man. Right. And we know of all the great people who have graduated from Howard, including the, the vice president as we speak. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'm a big Thurgood Marshall fan, you know, yep. rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big Thurgood. And also I'm a big Kenny Blakely fan because he, to me, he, like he encapsulates a lot of what a man should be. Mm. You know, he's He's honest. He has integrity. Um, He focuses on these kids. To me, he's coaching them in life, not just basketball. Right. And that's what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Like, to me, he's a great surrogate dad because I live in California. I'm not going to be in D.C. But he also, through basketball, you learn teamwork. You learn discipline. You learn how to work together. You learn how to fall and get up. A lot of those qualities, the black community on the whole doesn't necessarily possess. That's that's great. And we had Kenny on last night. Last night, and, uh, we just he, had him on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was uh, it was he was a strong interview. Um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I hear you on that. And um, let me ask you this: we there's a lot of and we talked to Kenny about this last night. But Deion Sanders got one of the top football players in the country to go with him at Jackson State. Um, you know. Kenny mentioned your son, well, your son next year. And he mentioned another top recruit he's getting from California. I can't remember the kid's name. Child. Do you think? Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. There you go. And McCour Maker, of course, went there a couple years ago. Do you think that this is going to become a thing? I've pushed it. Others are starting to push it. Um, I'd love to see some of our top black athletes going to HBCUs. Well, I think it is something that – with what's been happening politically, I think the timing is really right for this. And I think a lot of the even top athletes are now thinking about the HBCUs. You know, I just spoke to a friend today whose son is at a, you know, predominantly, um, you know, Caucasian university. Right. He plays ball. But I'm going to pose this question. 
I'm concerned with my son development as a man. I'm concerned with right. my son having a surrogate dad. Who best understands a black kid than a black man? Right. Or black right. Mo- you understand? So Absolutely. with coaching, and let's say they practice five days a week or whatever it is, but he's around the coach more than he's going to be around me when school starts. No, so, God, that's that's real. It yeah, is so real. I'm looking at a building of men, and I think, um, you know, uh, Kenny, Coach Kenny, man, I think he has this. I, I, I said this some. I said, a coach with a vision, a team with a dream. And I see his vision as developing these players, and most of them just happen to be, quote unquote, African American or black. Nah, that that's great stuff, man. And and we appreciate those words. Those are strong words. I'm glad a lot of our listeners will get to hear that. No doubt. And I'm looking forward to seeing Howard play this weekend at the NBA All Star Weekend. I'm gonna talk to oh, their are you players. Are you gonna be there? Are you gonna Morgan be at the All Star after the game? Um, so I'm looking forward to that. You talking to Ving, Rob? Ving, yeah, Ving. Are you going or no? Uh, no, I won't be there. I have to work. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll be there. Chris and I job. are both going. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy we, the All-Star game. <laughs> we All will right. enjoy it, man. And look, quickly before you go, other than Mission Impossible, anything else we should look for you yeah, on I'm upcoming? A, I'm doing a – yeah, I'm doing – as a matter of fact, I start – Next week, I'm doing a TV series. I don't know what network it's on. I think it's cable, and I don't even know. I don't think they titled it yet, but I've signed a contract, a pay-or-play contract. Whether they okay. do it or not, I still get paid. Nice. So oh, that, that's manager, the best type of contract. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not worried about the title. I just, you know, I like <laughs> right. the script, so. Yeah, I think but I think I, Anthony I, I, Dave I think Anthony Davis signed that with the Lakers too, but that's another story. Hey, do you think they're going to trade him? I don't. We were just talking about that. I don't think they have. I think they'll be open to it, but let's think about it. I don't think you're going to get many superstars for him, and that's all I would trade him for. I wouldn't trade him just for some good players. How about Bradley? Beal? He's that good. How about Bradley Beal? Eh. And, and Bradley and something else. Bradley and a draft pick. Bradley the and more. One. I need another player. Because with LeBron, I'm trying to win. With LeBron, I'm trying to win. So, all right. We got to run, Ving. They're okay, up against, we're up against it. Thanks, man. And congratulations and, on everything. We'll talk okay. soon. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Rob. The Athletic, which does a great job covering sports, theathletic.com, they, like everybody, is doing their top 75 players in NBA history, Rob, because, of course, it is the 75th year anniversary of the NBA. And I, and I got to be honest, sign, I Rob. I sign my waiver. We both did interviews for that, Chris. I was ripping people in that. I well, how, no, how no. It. We did it for ESPN. Right, I'm just saying. Unless you did it a different way. No, no, I think we both did it for ESPN that's coming out in May, that one. Right, and that's a documentary. Yeah, that's a documentary. But And I got to be honest, like, there's a part of me, I get it, but I really only put stock, even if The Athletic or ESPN or whoever, Rob, comes up with a better list, what I think is a better, more accurate list than the NBA's official one, I really only pay attention to the NBAs because they're the official, you know, 
storyteller of the NBA. And their top 75 is the official one. You know what I'm saying? And no. Again, some might be better list. But when we talk about he's a top 75 player, he's a top 50 player, it's that a list that you got to point to officially. You agree with that? I, I get what you're saying. And um, for the most part, that's usually uh, how people will look at it. Because other people, anybody could put out a list. And I right. know The Athletic is a credible uh, news organization. I'm not trying to discount it or anything, but... We've seen some of these other lists, Chris, even ESPN on some of these things, and you just go like, uh, I, I don't know. But, 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 and my thing is, even if they're great, Rob G, I, I think isn't Dwight Howard in this top 75 for the athletic? I think he's in the 60s or something. And, and I think he should have been on the list with the NBA's list. Yeah. But when I, I'm not going to start referring to Dwight Howard as a top 75. No, player. he's not. Like, there but, has to be an official. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It has to be I, no, an official I, I, list. I, I, I agree with that because it's not the official NBA list. And when we went, Chris, which is crazy to me because we were in Cleveland 25 years ago for the top It is. 15. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing to me. I remember going. I remember, Chris, I had a poster. Remember they gave out a poster of all the players on it. I had it yep. in my basement yep. in a frame Nice uh, when I lived in Detroit. And... And now here we are going back to Cleveland 25 years later. I wonder if they How thought about that. How was that 25 that? years I, I ago? It's not like it's L.A. Chris. or New York or, you know, some something like that. It's Cleveland. Um, and I remember, Rob, I was, I was my, that was my second year covering the NBA. And I was at the game. It was my 22nd. You know, and that's second. back when we got no. to sit. <laughs> that's back when we got to sit on the floor, right? So you right. got great seats. Behind me during the game was Dr. J and Moses Malone and Wilt Chamberlain behind me. And Doc and Moses were talking about, man, look, they were laughing about, yo, they play music during the games now. Like when you're out, you know, you're coming up court, which of course they do now, Rob. You know, they didn't always do that. So, um, no, yeah, David Stern was instrumental in that, the late David Stern, Chris, because when I was covering the NBA again, no, no, uh, bringing the writers back down to courtside. Oh, Stern, I didn't know it was Stern, that, yeah, that. That was Stern. Oh, because when I started covering the league, they were courtside. No, I when thought I, that was when, always no. The case. We were always up top, and Ooh. Stern was the one who thought if you bring the writers down, they could hear what players are saying. They could tell better stories about wow. what's happening on Good the court. No, I give him credit. I, I thought Stern was a great commissioner. You know, I thought he was a great there's a couple of missteps, that. but I got you. He yeah, did, but he, overall, yeah, he, 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 he did grew do the that. league like crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did do that. Okay, um, but anyway, Rob, so the athletic has this list, and like most, I mean, let's just keep it real. They got LeBron second, and they're gonna have Jordan first. Okay, they had Kareem third, Bill Russell fourth. Which, with all due respect to the great Bill Russell, is high for my life. I wouldn't have him fourth. But he's fourth. Magic's fifth. Um, who was sixth? Uh, Shaq was eighth. Kobe was tenth. Bird was seventh. Rob G, helped me out. So who would have been sixth? Mm. Um, I know it's, it's got to be on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, Wilt we'll, 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 we'll was sixth. Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Was six, and um, I, I didn't say nine. A uh, nine was Tim Duncan. So 
that's their top 10. But anyway, um, Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, uh, said this about LeBron being second. It, it really wasn't about LeBron being second, but it was just in comparison to Michael Jordan. Um, he said the road for LeBron was just as hard, if not harder than the road was for Michael for a number of reasons. And I think the biggest reason is everyone wants to do, wants you to do something the way somebody else did it previously. LeBron was the kid. The media wanted LeBron to be like Mike. They wanted Michael to speak to them in any capacity, which he probably didn't. I, I don't get that. They wanted Michael to be his friend, meaning LeBron's friend, I assume, which he probably wasn't. They also wanted LeBron to act like, be like Michael, and he wasn't. There were more people that smiled and hoped LeBron failed than there were, mm. than there ever was mm. rooting for him to succeed in the beginning. So what do you think of that, Rob? I, I think just, LeBron's role was tougher? or No, tough? I don't. I, 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 think, I think obviously when you're trying to live up to somebody, sure, there's a roadmap already, Chris, you know, so I get that part of it. Like, right. like, because Michael set the standard, right? So Going you had to follow his standard. Right. right. So there's a standard that's set. So I understand that part, that there's something there. And if you don't do at least that, people are going to question you. But, but I was covering the, the, the NBA then with Michael Jordan. And it wasn't all champagne and roses, Chris. I mean, I, I think that that's a false narrative. It, it just wasn't. Everybody wasn't rooting for Michael Jordan. There were a lot of people who thought he was just flashy and a dunker and he didn't make his teammates better and he'll never win anything. I remember those no columns doubt. and stories. Am I right, Chris? Come on. Well, I remember he, those. He'll never win. I heard that. He, I used to have debates in college with guys about Michael versus Magic and Bird. And to your point, it was always, well, Magic and Bird win. Yep. They know how to win. They're team players. Like you said, Jordan's just a dunker. He's just flashy. He doesn't make anybody better. Because, Rob, at the time when Michael Jordan entered the league and started leading the league and scoring every year, the conventional wisdom was you couldn't do that and win big. Right. Because the great Wilt Chamberlain, the years he led the league in scoring 50, 44, they never won. The game, they never won. The years he won, he averaged 24 points a game and 14 points a game. So the Bird never led the league in scoring. Dr. J, when he won it, didn't lead the league. Most like that was the wisdom. Kareem, when he won all those titles with Showtime, didn't lead the league in scoring. I believe he led it when he won it in Milwaukee. Chris, but for the most part, it was thought you can do all this scoring, dude. Who are you and, trying to impress? And don't you, you ain't remember win nothing when he when he scored? Was it sixty three against Boston? Sixty three, yep. and they lost. That, and they lost, and they were like, "See, that's all right. he is. He right. can score." They lost. It don't matter. He can't win. He didn't make his teammates better. He's a ball hog. He just put up points, and he lost. I, people who think that Michael Jordan had an easy road or that he was beloved, it's just not true. And there were a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had fans, obviously, but it was different. And and um, I think uh, unlike LeBron, I think what's helped him is that what's helped LeBron or LeBron? And, and I'm talking about like the support that he has from people, Chris, because you can watch games. Like people became fans in this era of players more than teams, you know? So LeBron's had a lot of 
Uh, as much as he has the, the negative part, there's a lot of LeBron fans everywhere who have been able to follow his career the whole way. And you don't have to live in Cleveland or you didn't have to live in Miami. You know what I mean? To be a right. LeBron fan. Where I don't, I don't think as much as Michael was, of course, a big-time star, <coughs> it was just a little different. So there are differences. And LeBron, the LeBron side has some gripes about Social media and some well, of the other stuff. Well, that's what I think is tougher on LeBron. Yeah, the I agree. technology is, he's under more scrutiny, I, I would say, probably than any other athlete in America. Yeah, history. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, just disagree. because of the technology. So, and that, look, and we didn't have 24 hour right, sports station, right. we didn't have 24 hour co- cable networks. We didn't. I was on Skip and Shannon today, and Skip's killing LeBron. As great as LeBron played last night, Skip was killing him because he didn't take the last shot. He said he's running from the free throw line. It was a literally a Wednesday night game against the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and we're right. critiquing it because he had 33 points, 15 in the fourth quarter, but didn't take the last shot. Michael Jordan didn't have to suffer those types of critiques, that type of nitpicking. So that is much tougher on LeBron. But to your point, Rob, Jordan was beloved. And But that also worked against him because he came out with the shoes. And obviously the younger generation's going crazy right. over his shoes. And then he had to come, remember the Come Fly With Me video? That was like 88, something. I was in college. I remember that came out. And he so Jordan was wildly popular. But the, the caretakers of the game were like, this dude don't win. Right. Y'all going crazy over a bunch of highlights. And don't forget, too, Chris, there was a controversy, too, about the sneakers because guys were getting shot and robbed. Do you remember in yep. the early days of yep. Jordans? So I did it was a kind big of, story on that. Right? One I mean, the awards, people, actually, that story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People were getting killed over Jordans. I mean, right. it was it, Well, it and was also, not, right. he, he had to follow as well, Rob. Because he had to, like we said, they were comparing him to Magic and Bird, particularly Magic. And I don't think that was fair for Jordan because Magic, who won right away, right, as a rookie, and everybody's like, well, look at Magic. Magic came in and won right away. Magic went to the team with the reigning MVP, the best player in the league, Kareem. Like, that never happens. And he was, I don't don't know what is a trade or something they got somebody Yeah, it was amazing. And then a few years later, they got James Worthy with the number one pick. Yep. So Jordan never had that. So you're right. It's younger people that don't really understand. They they just are kind of looking at the '90s Jordan Rob when he was winning every year and everybody no. loved him. There were seven years before that, right. right? And so, and I also think that Jordan, you know, I mean, LeBron did go win it with Wade and Bosh and Kyrie and AD. And I know Kyrie never won before LeBron and since LeBron, but it's I think it's tougher to build it yourself. Not to, not that it's not tough the the road LeBron took too, but it's not as tough. If you got to pick one that's tougher, it's tougher to stay like Giannis did and build it.